Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The weekly wrap on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danka and Bharati Jagdish. We've been talking a lot about scams recently mm. and it's it's very technical and preventive measures type <laughs> of conversation. Yeah, we've talked about the law, the legal sure. aspects. Yeah. We've talked about the tech. Mm. Uh, but I think we also need to talk about the social side of this. Yeah, It seems that just about everyone and anyone could fall prey to scams, with the latest being young women being targeted in leaked photo scams. Yeah. Oh my, it's quite scary, you know. It, so then begs the question, right? How, uh, okay, we've talked about how you can avoid such an incident or, or try to avoid, but how do you prepare yourself psychologically from being a victim of scam? Yeah, so protect yourself with that inner defense, right? Uh, well, to find out more, we're joined now by Dr. Annabelle Chow. She's principal clinical psychologist at Annabelle Psychology. Good morning, Dr. Chow. Good morning. So, Dr. Chow, uh, this is quite concerning, isn't it? I mean, we've read reports that say the profile of a scam victim, it could be anything, essentially. Educated, uneducated, can speak English, can't speak English. Let's talk about how individuals such as these can be exploited so easily with a scam. What is the psychological DNA of a scam that people need to understand here? Yeah, often successful scams typically involve an appeal to trust and authority. So scams that actually seemingly originate from legitimate authority or organisation. So for example, if you receive a message from the police or you get it from a reputable e-commerce or social media platform. So example, it has like a special deal from maybe Lazada or Carousel or even eBay for the older ones amongst us. Uh, We're more likely to actually believe them. Scams are also structured to induce cognitive errors in the victims. So this causes us to kind of make errors of judgment. So for example, you know, it has been found to be more effective if they are marketed after legitimate brands or products. So if you have a product that uh, is something that is familiar and you know about them, then they're actually more effective because the, the branding looks similar, the marketing looks similar. And lastly, motivational errors. In visceral influences, you know, you think about those that invoke basic human desires, fear, greed, love, you know, things like that. We often, you know, example, you know, the most recent one with the SG Nasilama. If they say that they have like a nude photo of you, it induces a lot of fear and you're more likely to believe them as well. Or even like love scam, you know, you're more inclined to believe them if they take a liking to you. I agree, you know, Dr. Chow, because recently there was a Singapore curry scam. (laughs) (laughs) Curry scam? No, okay. I don't think the lady meant for it to be a scam. I'm joking. But... Everything, everything that you mentioned, I, 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 all the emotional factors. Do do these scammers actually have a base? Do they think that deeply and have a base profile of the type of people that they're trying to scam? Are they that complex? Yes, of course. And in fact, in recent years, they have actually become more creative and more complex. You know, in the past, we all have scams that are quite clear that, you know, this is a scam. But these days, they are actually more realistic. Even the emails that we receive or the messages that we receive, they tend to be even very specific to ourselves. Like they may name us or they may have like certain particulars that they will have gotten our data from a different source. Or often they might use embarrassing or sensitive information. 
So it's like, you know, usually it's our leak confidential business data or website browsing history. You know, so when they use embarrassing and sensitive information, uh, it's more targeted to the profile that you're looking for. The thing is, they seem to be exploiting universal human emotions, right? And universal human cognitive loopholes as well. So... I sometimes tend to think, you know, it's not that the scammers are so clever. It's just that human beings are too simple. You know, we're all kind of the same. There are many common threads running through the entire human race. But have you seen a case of maybe particular groups of people, a particular profile of people being more or less susceptible to scams? Or does it not matter? Does that profile not matter at all? Okay, so this part will be slightly shocking. Mm. So it's often said that people who fall for scams are less educated or more emotionally vulnerable. That is actually not necessarily true. Mm. So our research actually shows that scams work because they involve a combination of cognitive and motivational processes. So these scam victims, they typically invest more cognitive effort into analysing the scam content than non-victims. So they actually often have better than average background knowledge in the subject matter. So, you know, for example, um, if someone was trying to scam me out of like financial securities, right, they will probably be less successful because I know nothing about it Mm. than if we were to scam someone with some sort of knowledge with, you know, financial securities. It's just that, you know, when you have a bit of that knowledge, you like to think that you know. And when you know, you're more likely to make a cognitive error. Uh, so the people who don't know will just say, you know what, I don't know anything about this and I don't care to find out. Please go away. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dr. Chow, is there an emotional trigger if we're looking at the profile of a scam victim? For example, I mean, you mentioned that they're more knowledgeable, but is there an emotional lacking, an emotional trigger? Like, let's say they have a point to prove, they want to prove that they're right. There is an ego problem that that the victim has? Often the the emotional trigger uh, usually triggers our very basic primitive responses like (laughs) fear and anxiety. Insecurity as well, I'm sure. Yes, and that. So, for example, if we're saying there's a scarcity in the subject matter being offered, right? Like there's a low supply of a low-cost sanitizer or face mask during COVID, example. Mm. Or like, for example, there's some urgency to respond. Uh, So, I actually know someone, right? Like, Mm. if you don't respond to me now, you may be deported within seven days. You know, your work permit will be cancelled. Or even with that, uh, the recent one with the alleged uh, nude photos, mm-hmm. it's actually designed to trigger panic and fear. And even though the person may not have taken nude photos, they are designed to actually confuse them. You know, did I, did I not? Did someone take it without my knowledge? So when we are afraid and when we are fearful, we are likely to respond in very primitive fight or flight ways without much thought to our actions. So that is where the scammers get successful. Has COVID-19 in any way influenced the number of people that we're seeing falling prey to scams? I imagine so because, you know, there's a lot of fear and panic over the scarcity of products. Mm. I remember at that point where, you know, we started to need to wear masks and buy sanitizers and everywhere was out of stock. Um, A lot of people got scammed with the different types of masks that they purchased. So there is a scarcity of product. There is panic. You know, if you don't have this product, you'll be, you'll not be in safe hands. So people would naturally just purchase anything that is, you know, seemingly the correct product. 
But considering that COVID-19 has also driven many of us online and to make a lot of transactions online, I'm sure that the increase in people trying to scam others would extend to other areas as well, not just to COVID-19 related products such as hand sanitizers and things like that. Yes, for sure. And love scams is a really good example of that. Uh-huh. With COVID-19, it has been, there has been a lot of implications on the social aspect of things. You know, it's been hard to socialize. It's been hard to meet people. Uh, it's been hard to get to know people. And you imagine that uh, dating has become a very different and difficult phenomenon now. So love scams, uh, and of course, during this time, there are a lot of people who have also fallen into financial difficulties. So love scams is actually, you know, a product of uh, COVID-19 as well. Mm. Uh, it's also very primitive to hope against hope, right? But Dr. Chow, you talked earlier about uh, that natural primitive instinct, that natural fight or flight instinct. How in this day and age do we manage that? Because we're multitasking every day. We, some might say there's not enough bandwidth to even concentrate on whether this is a scam or not. Yes, you're absolutely right. And our mind has heuristics, right? It has mm. so many stereotypes. It helps us make decisions quickly so that we can get on with life. If we deliberate every single decision, life will be very difficult in that sense. <laughs> so any, I always recommend, you know, any decisions that trigger a very strong emotional response, uh, like fear, like greed, like anxiety, panic, things like that, stop and never react immediately. Always stop, take a step back and wait it out because you need to wait for your impulse to go away. Basically, when you have all these very strong emotions, not enough blood is flowing into the thinking part of your brain. And when there's not enough blood flowing into the thinking part of your brain, it's difficult to make decisions that are wise. So take a step back, be more mindful when you are interacting with messages that you deem to be suspicious. Acknowledge the feelings that you are feeling and ask yourself a few questions. You know, like, is it too true, too good to be true? What are your motivations? You know, what would you advise a friend? Could you talk to a trusted friend or a trusted family member about this? Maybe you need to talk to more than one person about this and gather more data, gather more perspective before you make a decision. Dr. Chow, you talked about not enough blood flowing to the brain. Can we blame social media as well because it paints this picture of you have to live your best life. So I don't want to miss out. I got to decide on things fast. Yeah, I mean, social media is designed in that way. But also on top of that, you know, the thing about social media is it has over time engineered our brain to take in information very quickly Mm. and to, you know, it's a bit like TV, um, iPad, um, social media, right? The information comes so quickly and goes away very quickly. Our brain is actually now engineered to take in the information quickly. Mm. And therefore, any, you know, like any pause in that information. or It's a bit like when you are used to a 5G phone and then when you're back to using a 2G, it's like, oh my gosh, it's too slow and something's not working. Um, and you just have to make decisions very, very quickly. So that part is really unhealthy. Moving forward, Dr. Chow, you know, we've talked a lot about cyber literacy. We've talked a lot about media literacy. What do you think is the best way to disseminate uh, scam resilience? So I, I think the first thing is we need to get more information about scamming. So keep in touch with the information being provided by the police, you know, and all the different banks and all of that. I think we need to be more educated about this information. 
um, I think that being more scam literate also means that we need to prepare our mind that there is a chance that when we receive a message that is too good to be true, that actually may be a scam. So maybe in the past where we get a message and considering whether it's a scam, it's a second degree thought, I think now we may have to switch it back to a first degree thought. All right, we've been speaking with Dr. Annabelle Chow, who is Principal Clinical Psychologist for Annabelle Psychology. Dr. Chow, appreciate your time this morning. You take care and stay safe. Thank you. You too. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.